Welcome into the new podcast here on the channel, as it's the Pound, as I'm Kramer Santon along with JB. Pound it, baby! Yeah. Pound it, baby! Come on, Kramer! Uh, so Let's bring this level up, brother. So Let's have a little fun. The Pound Town, as it we're going to at least probably call it at some point. The Pound, pound the Town. Pound town. The I was pound always a fan of the, the Dog Pound, man. When they moved that team from Cleveland to Baltimore, I was sad, man. I felt bad. Not that I ever feel bad for Cleveland about anything, but... They they took the when they there was the big dog yeah out there with that dog mask and he had those dog bones and everything like the real fan was getting shut out man I felt bad for the the dogs and they end up taking out that dog and they when they came back the new dog which passed away this past season yeah R I P don't don't know what the dog's name is but R I P but Bink it's been a weird time for us we've been doing a lot of odd things we've been doing simulation baseball it's true watching some things we haven't had even this past weekend I think I have appreciated NASCAR a little bit more because I mean I know we both watched that we also watched the match with Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning taking on Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady so like. I don't know. I just think right now is a time for weird things, but good for Brad Keselowski winning. <laughs> Kramer, we're the, even we're though the, he shouldn't have. We're at the stage where you're trying to throw things into a trash can in your in your in your room. You know, you, across the room, like to see if it dance. <laughs> we're at this age where you and I are doing all this virtual stuff. I mean, you've been doing this virtual thing long ago with, with the Denver Nightwings and the oh, yeah. football game, see and you and I have been week. doing this virtual Royals game. We're on game what fifty five tonight. Yeah, fifty five tonight. Fifty five tonight, and. If nobody's seen it, it's on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook. It's, it's, it's hard to miss. It's hard to miss. We, we started this off on opening day and we, 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 with plans to continue. This yeah, just exactly. wasn't opening day. We needed something, man. You needed that that sports fix. And what I found is from the people I've talked to and the people watching it, they say thank you. Yeah. Like I've never done anything at 610, and I've been over there since 2012. And I really haven't had anybody say thank you. But – with this, I've heard of maybe with Chiefs talk here and there or something, but I've really heard a lot of thank yous for doing this because they, they wanted it and they wouldn't tell you thank you unless they meant it. But I think it, it's kind of a healing process for myself, for you, mm-hmm. for the fan. It gives us something virtually to watch. And, you know, we went a good month and a half, almost two months, with this being the only thing in town. Yeah. And as you mentioned, we got to see, we've been seeing UFC. Yeah, which has been nice. Which has been a pleasure. NASCAR. That combination was two weeks ago. It was a great mm-hmm. weekend to have NASCAR and UFC. A lot of viewers, a lot of eyeballs on that. And then we get we get golf and NASCAR. Listen, they're they're not one of the big four, and I consider the big four NBA, NHL, um, NFL, and MLB. But they're right outside of it, man. Mm-hmm. Golf and NASCAR, right there. And this might be the time for golf and NASCAR to probably eclipse getting into the big four to make it a big six for now on because i mean there's nothing going on people are gravitating towards it like i bet you anything people are, were watching the match just because of tom brady and peyton manning i know that's for a fact to me i watched the first match between tiger and phil mickelson a complete dud i didn't like it at all so it's just bringing in that aspect of maybe if it's more people coming out of the range for it maybe let's get another nfl player maybe a major league baseball player and let's maybe a basketball player put michael jordan out there if there's gonna be another match see i think you're right um, it was personality. I'm not gonna lie. Golf is boring because they've talked about doing another match and have other players, like younger players, join them. <laughs> is that really the draw, or did people watch? Because you, you got the hardcores, but outside the hardcores, you got other people that are interested. Yeah, you got people that weren't golf fans watching. Say, oh, there's Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, and not only that, some of Tom Brady's play resonated with us Joe Blows mm-hmm. sitting on our couch saying, "That's what I do out here at the municipal course, especially with Tom. you know hitting in the water." This is what. The, that's what I do. And here's a guy with six rings, stepping in an arena. But other, that was the draw to me. Phil and Tiger the first time was cool, but we had sports. 
Yes. But you had other sports. You had other choices. I've always said with television, the reason that it's so spread out with the ratings, there's, there's so many more things to watch. Back in the day, Kramer, there was just NBC, Fox, CBS, um, ABC, and then ESPN started filtering in ter- the, you know, with, with TBS and WGN, but there wasn't that much, man. Mm-hmm. Now we can watch anything from the MAC to the WAC to you name it in college football. We can watch it. So right now, it seems like we're kind of oversaturated with sports. But when the time when it's gone, we're like we're grasping for anything and everything. And I see why the match worked out this way. And I, and honestly, I feel like the match would have been completely different if there were people out there watching. I don't think we would have gotten like the 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 little tiny little smirky comments from Tiger Woods or Peyton Manning trying to tell some stories. I don't think we'd get that since there's so many eyeballs on them. They might get a little tense and nervous. Yeah, I, I know they're they're used to seeing all those eyeballs on them playing at a, a top level sport, whether if it is golf with Tiger and Phil or football with Peyton and Tom. And I just think it would be completely different if there was fans at this watching the match. I mean, I would be nervous, Kramer. I I'm, I don't know how much golf you've played, but I, I played no, a little I, bit here and there. I play I play golf. I dabble in it. My uh, I, I think I shoot like 150 every single time well, out there, but it's for fun. I enjoy it, and it, it's fun if I'm with the buddies, pounding a few beers, you know, don't want to don't want to chew in, you yeah. know. But then when I get to a tee box with those other people. You feel pressure, even though there's like one or two eyeballs, you know, it's like Larry and Lenexa standing behind you, and I'll shank it, like, I don't usually do it, because how many people, I don't usually do this, or whatever, then you, you do another one, but to have all those eyeballs on you, it's tough, and uh, Tom and Peyton aren't pros. Now, for no. Phil and Tiger, it doesn't matter, but for Peyton and Tiger, the whole, or the, for Peyton and Tom, the whole thing I was thinking is, yeah, there's nobody out there, but there's people watching them, and it turns out there's over 5.8 and 6.3 million at one time watching them. There's people watching them, and you got the microphone on. It could be distracting when people talk in your ear. That's true. Because that would distract me, but they did it anyway. And I halfway wonder if that did affect them. Because I, I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, well, there's some bad shops. But how would you be out here at Pick Any Course in Kansas City with, a, with an earpiece in and me John at you? Because, heck, I think it was uncomfortable when I had to put those earpieces on when I was doing some uh, pregame shows for yeah. at Northwest. I thought that was the most distracting thing in the world, and it felt uncomfortable. So I could feel how like there's an uncomfortable situation for them. And even, I don't know if you saw that, when Brooks Kepka called in, he was talking to Peyton and Tom while they're about ready to just hit off and tee off. Oh, I know, man. I think that would be so distracting. And how about Russell Wilson? He's just dropping hundreds of thousands of dollars and like close to the pin. Putting that thing all I out mean, there. I mean, 100,000 meals. That's, you get that's $3 awesome. a meal. It's like 300 grand. But then they did it again. They did it again. And he's like, dude, it's over a million because, I mean, several. Which is like 1.3 million when you add up all that fee that he was going to have. But that's incredible. And I know people are going to tune in who are golf heads or golf pros going watching the Masters, trying to see who's going to win that jacket. We know people are going to tune in for that one. But, I mean, if you're going to talk about – I don't know, what's another PGA-type uh, course? Maybe the FedEx Cup. I'm not going to pay attention to the FedEx Cup. Maybe if it's the match gets thrown in there, and how about how... Well, it's, it's, the, it's a brand of tournaments is a championship. So how, how many people get in there? Like over 40 get into a championship game? Maybe 38? Well, they, they, they limit it. They, they, they yeah, keep cutting it down exactly. as you go. So I think... It's like NASCAR. They need to have the match happen every single year. The top 18 golfers take... Grab it's like a draft pool. I will take a list of professional athletes that are not even a golf related person, but they play golf every once in a while. Kind of like say if it's Peyton or Michael Jordan in there, they just pick. Okay, I want that person. I want that. If they can do that every single year. I think golf, the the sport of golf, will even skyrocket even more the way it is I now. Mean, there's some baseball players that like to see play. How about you know Mike Trout or somebody like that oh, playing play in this? And 
I mean, some teams wouldn't like it because of the, the golf and baseball swing might hurt it. But well, I know golf is proud of the ratings, but here's you know, it's, it's the largest cable event. So it's, yeah, okay. it's not right. CBS. It's the largest cable event. Yeah. But I, I don't know how much I'd promote it, the fact you have these quarterbacks. They made people watch it. So you've had all this other golf. You put a couple NFL players, and boom, it works. And here's the other thing I really liked about it, too, Kramer, that I think resonated with us at home, is seeing Tiger, and I commented on my dad, because I watch this with my dad, uh, this tournament, because he loves golf, and we, then we watch NASCAR. And I said, isn't it fun watching Tiger drive a golf cart? You know, like, <laughs> like they, they were getting off before it stopped. Like, like we did, but you don't see that, though. You see no. him walking in the caddy, you know, carrying the clubs. But there was, there was you know, the fellas driving their own golf cart, like Phil and Tiger. We don't see that. We see him walking up the course. They were driving their own cart. Like, Tom was even driving and checking his cell phone yeah, he like everybody does. Driving. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> but, I mean, but they were driving golf carts. I mean, it was that's that, awesome. that dehumanized everything. And I think that was a big part of it, to be honest with you. Uh, so the match happened on Sunday. Same with NASCAR. I, I, I haven't watched that NASCAR race and just sitting down watching it from start to finish. Yeah, I flip him back and forth between the match because there was a rain delay that happened during the rain the delay was perfect. Wasn't it? Perfect timing. Perfect Comment timing. to my dad as well. It's like, this is perfect because now we're watching golf. And not only that, it helped the ratings, I do believe, around the 5.45, yes, 6 o'clock time because NASCAR's just sitting there. The car's just sitting there with the covers on. And there were some, actually some good interviews, too, during that time as well. So if you wanted to have, like, say, a second screen up, listen to that, watching the golf. But then again, I didn't I, – I'd But it listen. got good, though, oh gosh, at the yeah. end with them coming people, back and only being down one. People were, uh, um, uh, people were saying that the NASCAR race was boring, which honestly – I don't think it was boring because if it was me trying to rewatch, I mean, I used to watch it back in the day, like going from elementary school to high school. Of course, I sat down almost every other Sunday watching NASCAR, and now watching it at the at the Cola Six Hundred, the, the Coca Cola Six Hundred. Chase Elliott should have won that at the final seconds. Uh, I don't know what the rules and regulations were of him knowing that okay, only two laps in the overtime. So why don't you just stay out there? Was there something wrong with his tires? I don't know. I kind of want to dive more deep into figuring out what was his logic of thanking that because Brad Keselowski, I don't think he pitted since, I think, lap 30. It's a normal thing, a normal thing for those broadcasters. It's almost like they need a Barkley-type guy in there with them. Yeah. Saying, like, why do you do that? You well, know, like, just talk to Jeff Gordon say, why would you pit there, man? Mm-hmm. Why are you pitting there? Why not just run it out? I mean, I, I mean – wouldn't you like to have those I'm, I'm kind of a, questions answered? I from, agree. Like pros? Well, it's kind of also, too, where I, I don't know if you noticed this, but Jeff Gordon always asked on a restart mm-hmm. or going in on the next uh, stage, he'd always ask who the leader is out yeah. in front, um, ask him a question, say, oh, okay, what are your thoughts going on mm-hmm. here? What what you want to add to this? I mean, if they can do that to every single person, why don't you just say, hey, Chase, wh- why'd you do that? I mean, of course, he'd probably be mad about it because his second race in two weeks, knowing that he could have won, and then he ended up not winning. Because, I mean, if. Well, it's a, it's a great product of what yeah. NASCAR has, but I think when you're trying to bring in new fans, you want to help them learn what's going on. Yeah. You don't want to be, you know, what, what's going on here? Because I mean, how many times you had an amateur? I mean, I've dated gals and married gals before that said, you know, what, what's going on here in the football game, or what's you know, asking me questions. It's fine because they're, they're trying to get interested in it. And I feel like there's that way with NASCAR too. That is the casual fans watching and bringing them in. I do think that the watching experience for NASCAR. Um, there and it's kind of like the NHL. They they battle this. You know, is it better in person? Because there are some sports that are better in person, better than watching on TV. And I've always said for NASCAR fans that casually like it, go to a race because it's different. I mean, if you can That's sit out there, me. yeah, if you can go out there and sit there, get the headset, 
when you can listen to the crew chief talk to the driver, it, it, it's like going to a football game and listening to Eric Bieniemy talk to Pat Mahomes. I mean, that's the same thing. I, honestly, you know how cool that'd be if you could it, listen yeah. to that. But I mean, but but that's the coolness of watching NASCAR in person, and that was always the battle with NFL teams and college football teams. That's why they started showing more highlights because it's fantasy football driven. We want to see highlights. We want to see action. We want to see things go on. That's why teams have improved their Wi-Fi. But there's always been that battle of television it's storming outside. Yeah, it's dumping buckets. I ran into that myself earlier, but there's always that battle. But now it gives people a chance. I, I think get this virus a terrible. Terrible thing. No, no question about it. All the lives lost. But I think it's challenged everybody to be better in what we do. I agree. Even for television sports, um, I think all the XFL helped the NFL, you know, when it first failed, no one. Oh, yeah, I did. But it, it's challenged. Well, what do viewers want to see? How do we get their attention? We're such a short attention span. We're drive through society in what we like. And, and I think they're trying it. You know, ESPN tried that Horace. They tried it. That's why I didn't oh, knock it. I mean, a lot of people criticized it. It was bad. It was bad. But it was. But it was doing something. I, it was doing something. And that was key. It was doing something when we needed something done. That's why I won't criticize it. Yes, it sucked. But you know what? I'm not going to criticize them for doing it because they did something. And uh, you mentioned that everybody's short attention span. I wonder if social media kind of helped improve the short attention span for people because, say, if you're on Twitter, you're just keep hitting that refresh button hoping the next thing pops up. And right now, we're the, that's the exact same thing what we're doing right now with sports. We're, we're getting that with Korean Baseball Organization. We're getting that with NASCAR, now UFC before that, and now somewhat a little bit of golf. And now we're just right now just hitting that, that swipe button, trying to refresh the hopefully at some point, like Japanese baseball is going to come back in June, I believe, 11th or June 12th without fans. So when is that time we're going to get that with, say, the NBA or the NHL because all these Biodome features are happening? And I don't honestly, personally, I think the Biodome thing is a great idea. Do I think it's going to happen? No. no. And there's no way you're going to seclude teams and players, say, for, go to the NBA. Make a good movie. It, it would make it an excellent movie, to be honest. Uh, if, say, it's like the Disney World, Disneyland, wherever it is, wherever they're at in Florida, can't remember which one it actually is. If they send all – there's eight teams make the playoffs on east and west, and there's probably a little bit of playing games if you make sure you seed in bracket. So we're going to see about maybe 20 teams there in Florida. There's 12 players per roster minus uh, three guys that usually set out per game. Are you going to see that many players want to go there around that time and not be around their families? Because you know for a fact after an NBA game, say it's LeBron James, he's going to go home after the game at Staples Center, go home, be with his family. Well, they're probably ready for it at this point, to be honest. I, with I think so. And, yeah, some of them are like, I need to get the hell out of this Yeah, I, I, I think at this point they are. But uh, I think you're on something. The, the short attention spans, you give something for somebody to do, but why not give somebody something to do that has to do with what you're doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like like you and I in the simulation baseball, we like to let them choose the uniforms they wear. It gives them something to do while doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of a beer fest I would go to in Parkville. And what they started to do was they made it kind of socially interactive. They would put on their Twitter account when they were tapping kegs at different places. So you were there. They were doing what nice. they do. But you, when you surf your phone all the time and do what you're doing, you're surfing their Twitter account and their social media because they're letting you know information. Same thing with baseball. Whenever they made this, you know, with the apps where you can order food from your, your seat and stuff like that, giving you something to do while being there. Because for a while, baseball said, hey, come on out. We're increasing Wi-Fi. We want you to use your phone. But then people are getting plunked with baseball, yeah. so now they're adding nets. It was a catch-22. They're giving you better Wi-Fi to get in your phone. But then when you get in your phone, you're getting plunked by baseball. Now they've remedied that. 
with the netting, but they give you something. They're just like NASCAR. Give someone something to do while doing what you do. And see, that's the thing with baseball. If you're on your phone during the game portion, if you're going split between innings, that makes sense. Get on your phone then. Do not get on your phone when you're watching and you're there and they get, it's live play right now. I, I can't stand it when you watch the TV, the crew, they all pan out to the people no. out in the crowd. They're always on their phone doing something. I'm like, you're literally sitting on the third base side. This, this is do. pre-nets. You could get whacked in the face at any point in time. We've seen that happen. It's a sad part. I'm glad there's nets now. Oh, you mentioned NBA, and we'll get we'll dive into it more whether it's going to work or not when we kind of look at the different sports, Kramer, and if they're mm-hmm. going to work or not. But you know, since people aren't going to be there, NBA, give them something to do while you're doing what you do. Let them let them do st- stupid stuff. Let them pick the uniforms. Let, I showed you something that went defunct a couple years ago, and I thought it was freaking brilliant. Oh yeah! For something that I didn't give a rat's ass about, it was a, the Utah. It was the Utah minor league football arena, arena team. Football team. And you sat at home and you chose the plays. Everybody watching chose the plays. They would call what the listeners wanted. It's a little far fetched, a little out there, but heck, it was it was basically double A level of arena football. And they did it. And I thought well, this is kind of fun. Because it drew me in to watch a team in Utah in Kansas City where I was interested in what this team in Utah was doing because they let me pick the plays. That was fun. Give the NBA fans something to do. I'm not saying pick the plays. We don't right. see that. We want the, uh, the integrity of the game. Pick something out, though. Yeah, have, the, have the listeners pick the uniforms for the next game or something like that. Give us choices of combinations and th- something to do while they do what they do. You see what I'm saying? I, it's like... That's the thing. That's more difficult for basketball because they run set plays and things like that. I think the uniforms one might work that way. Or if they could just – everybody wears alternate color shoes or something Well, if like they that. had a list of uniforms, they didn't mind wearing for the next game. And honestly, how Let many – Let people choose it online. Or, and this is another aspect, how many uniforms are they they're going to allow in this? Because there's no home quarter advantage. Of course, you're probably going to get your home whites and your, your road colored uniforms. So it's like – there's no home court advantage of anything. Maybe if there's like a little watch party, people can watch like a streaming watch party. Let's say if it's like a Twitch. Say like, okay, Lakers fans, if you come here, we can all chat and talk on that thing. That's, that's a kind of a cool interactive thing because most people will not talk to each other at said sporting event unless you're like, oh, oh hey, yeah, go go Lakers or yeah, go Bulls or anything like that. So I And since fans can't go, what about a legend from the team being online on their social media account, either website, Twitter, or their Facebook? Mm-hmm. Chatting with the fans. And asking answering They're questions. answering the questions like a legend of the team watching that team play. Yeah. It give you something to do while watching the game. Watch it with them. Split screen right there, watching the game. And we've seen that. And interacting with a legend of that particular team that wants to do this, because I think people want to do it because they think they want to be out there. But that's an interactive sense. We can't go to the game. Give us kind of the next best thing mm-hmm. if we can't be there. And I think NBA has a bigger chance of actually doing something like that because most of their players are on social media and they're interacting with the fans already by posting their new latest shoe or just putting out random things like John Morant I think interacts with every single person that tweets to him for the Memphis Grizzlies and it could just be like a random question saying hey um, what you eating today he'll be like oh spaghetti or something like that that's the thing there's the NBA is well advanced in all of this with all their players of interacting wise I think that it was good to see the MLB do that with the Players League. And then after once the Players League is over with, there's a few stayed on Twitch, like Blake Snell, because we saw what his comments mm-hmm. were. I think they have a bigger shot on the NBA of making an interactive experience for the fans during this time with their little biodome-type yeah. feature, which I, 
honestly, if they could do a biodome that's in L, well, I wouldn't say L.A. Some some smaller, lesser city, probably Sacramento. Sacramento might be a good a, a place for this in California. Then like have the West there and the East over in Florida, and then they have a neutral site. I don't know, Kansas City, <laughs> just to finish well, the things out. I'm with you. Speaking of the NBA, I mean, you look around Kramer at what these teams are doing. Do you know the? Should be right about now. I'll, I'll check in online. We'll get the NHL, but Gary Bettman's having a news conference today at 3.30. Yeah. The commissioner of the NHL on what their plans are. So hopefully we'll bring that to you here on this as it happens because it is relevant. It is very relevant. That's why we'll we'll table the NHL towards, I guess, the end because I don't know what they're doing yet. They're going to announce their plan on what they want to do. But the NBA keeps having plans, and it does look like you said Disney World, Mickey Mouse, and all that. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Imagine if they opened the park for the kids' families and stuff, the players' families, so they could go. Is, is Disney World open yet? No, I don't there's a lot of is. other stuff that Florida is opening so, up. The it, beaches are open. Is Disney open yet? If, if Florida, the beaches are open in Florida, I think Disney World should be open. Uh, and when I was there, is it two summers ago? They were building the basketball experience over in the uh, Disney Disney Springs, I believe that's what it's called. Uh, Downtown Disney is what, it, is what it used to be called. They were building this for the Orlando Magic practice facility. I'm pretty sure that actually might be the location of where the thing was. And when I was there two summers ago, it was not even completely done being finished. I don't think they even put a roof on it yet. They might have it. I don't think there's any type of skeleton stuff inside yet finished. But if that is their area of wanting to do it, I think there's there's a hotel nearby. It's perfect as a, a parking garage for the players to park their cars, and it can be secluded off that way. I think Disney, the area, is located at perfect essential place. But I I just don't see the players doing this. Should you? Well, TV contracts want their money. Yeah, no, they will. And, they and, and Damian Lillard, you mentioned him earlier from from Portland. And the star of the team. Mm-hmm. And he's, they're only three and a half back. Yeah. And the Trollays are – you want them to finish the regular season out or do you want them jumping into the playoffs? And then when they jump the playoffs, you want the seven-game format, which they all are in each round, or do you want to shorten them up? I would say I would have to shorten those things up because there's no reason for a team to play a seven-game series. It used to be a five-game series back in the 90s or in the 80s. So Was there a reason for teams that aren't even in it to go? No. That, that's the question. There's a lot of Damian Lillards out there. No, I, if you are – Now, they have a chance. That's the thing. They do have a chance, and it depends on how many are invited to go. I mean, right now, the only team that's eliminated from playoff contention is the Warriors because they like, they're 15 and like 5,000 because they're terrible this year and everybody's hurt. If you're Damian Lillard and you're siding with him – I would just say, okay, I'm not doing this. And they, but that's the thing with those players. If they're they're saying, okay, if they're we're going to bring back 25 teams that we think that could possibly have the chance to make the postseason, the teams that do not make it, or if you're a player on said team that do not does not want to come and you don't think you can have a chance, you're not getting paid. That's that's what they're going to have to do. You're going to say, we're three games out. We could easily make this. We have a good, solid enough team that has great shooters, even some veterans like Carmelo Anthony on the team in Portland that can help. Bring a team through, okay, through the first round, second round. Okay, now we're going to semifinal. Okay, now we're going to the championship of the Western Conference. So they can easily do something this way, but if you do not want to play, don't pay them. And that's the thing that should be said in the contract that they have to reconstruct. This TV contract is going to be weird. And then there's going to be a question, you consider them a real champion or not? I think you would have to because of how the first half of the season, they, even, they made it past the All-Star break. So when you know you made it past the All-Star break, you have a good chance of figuring things out because there's only like three months away for the rest of the season. And in, in those games, there's about 25 games that are left in that span. You know by All-Star break who's going to make it into the playoffs in the NBA. 
And it's but that's the thing. It's different in some sports, like say baseball or even in hockey. It's all about streaks that way. But we've already noticed with NBA players and NBA teams of how well they perform under pressure because the trade deadline's already over with. So it's not like they need to improve on anything because they've already done that. Oh, I'm with you. I but they're running into next year now. Yeah, they get to move that back a little bit. Maybe the Christmas start like people want. That'd be kind of cool. I'd open some presents with some uh, NBA basketball because it, it starts what in the last week of October or the yeah. first week of October. It's one of those. It's past September. I know that because I, I remember playing on NBA Two K. It's always cool to play on October thirty uh, first on Halloween because you have like the graphics of Halloween stuff <laughs> on playing on NBA. That's just me growing up as a kid being a, being an NBA nerd that way. And then I completely fell off. Well, the NBA is coming back. It is. Let me give you some NHL news that just came out. Okay, sweet. And the NHL is. A little bit like the NBA, if they didn't finish their season, right? Correct. Okay. Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, says the regular season is now complete. Wow. So unlike the NBA, here's a league saying our season's done. Now, 24 teams. The top 12 in each conference, based on points percentage, usually 16 teams, mm-hmm. make the playoffs in the NHL. Or resume play at a future date in two hub cities. Now they disclose those cities yet. That does not. That does include the Columbus Blue Jackets. So NHL training camps won't be open before July first. So they're going to extend their dates, and so I, they normally start in October. Yeah, they do. It says the Stanley Cup playoffs will be held in two hub cities to be named later, one housing each conference. Okay, it's not going to happen. But there, there is not many cases in Kansas City. That's the thing. Well, yeah. What if they came out and said? Don't, we don't have the sheets of ice though. We've got the sprints sent out. I feel like you stop can, me now. Can't you trans like? Can't you like transport ice from uh, where the Mavs play over? Or well, isn't there isn't there relatively few cases up in Montana and stuff like that? Yeah, but how areas? many sheets of ice do they have though in Montana? Because there's not a, there's not a big. Population I know they do in North Dakota. I don't know. I don't know what the state. And here's the thing are. too is. When they open these up, how many people are going to try yeah. to travel to said locations of these well, cities? Well, it's not like you can do these in Disney World. So it's kind of like I, I think they pitched out an idea of Edmonton. Nobody wants to go to Edmonton. No. I don't, Edmonton well, you, players, you can't cross you, the border. The borders exactly. are closed. And, you know, that's true. And that's, the, that's, that's the rough part right there. I think NHL is going to try to maneuver their They're way They're going to have to. So if they end up saying, okay, we have a, one city of – isn't Edmonton in the uh, west? Alberta. But they're in the Western Conference, right? Edmonton is in the west Mm-hmm. I, from the, it's just me spitballing stuff. Put all like that western area up there. So I mean, it's gonna grant it's gonna suck seeing the Blues have to travel to Edmonton because you know they're they're gonna have to probably go up there. I even said also on the little newsreel uh, thing of the, of the twenty pages they sent out to the NHL of they're gonna have to play some play-in games to figure out seating. And would those even matter right now, seating wise? Because if they're not on their home ice, feeling those home fans, cause you know for a fact NHL is probably the biggest sport that feeds off that home crowd that's that's the same thing with basketball like with not basketball not nba but like college basketball you notice how teams that are during their conference championships stand out the most when they're in their home games their home courts yeah but i know two different sports hockey but hockey is a sport that likes to feed off that crowd and we saw that with the blues this past season and it's limited now where teams can practice Mm -hmm. but they only have a few players on the ice at the same time this is the phase phase three will be return to play plan. Uh, no earlier than July first. Phase four would come. So, so training camps would begin in July first, and then phase four, which would be two hub cities. So this is a postseason training camp, pretty much. Essentially, yes. Uh, Twenty four clubs will resume play. Top twelve teams in each conference. 
See, each conference is assigned to a hub city with secure hotels, arena, practice facility, and more. Okay, I'm curious about this now. I'm, I'm very curious. This has got me. This is going to be fun as hell. Um, I wonder if they're going to play seven game series because the NHL does. I I don't think they would. I I is that even voted upon on there? Are they going to? Is there going to be another press conference that's going to say, "Hey, we're going to vote for"? A three or five or seven game series. Well, more and more keeps coming out. It says, Bettman says potential hub cities include Chicago, Dallas, and Minneapolis in the central. Nashville is not listed as a city in, under consideration. So they're going from, like, say, the Metropolitan to, like, those type of divisions. They're going to space them out that way. And well, then, this is a central division, but there's only two yeah, hub cities. Exactly. So you need, you need the, the other one. It can't be just the central. No. Uh, two... Teams will be divided in the East-West conferences and will be based in two hub cities where games will be played. Okay. This will include the Isles and Rangers. So the New York teams will be included in this, of course. Hub cities under consideration. Let me see. Here's the Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Vegas, L.A., Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Vancouver. So they're, they're sticking with home ices of teams that are probably so yeah. Vegas is actually an interesting one because Vegas was another one that popped up at the NBA of the hotels that are available there yeah exactly so I could could we possibly see during the I don't know if there's if there's two cities for NBA and there's obviously going to be two cities for the NHL if they're going to be in the same area and I'm just looking at east and west and like Pittsburgh's on it Toronto they could handle the hotels on the east Chicago definitely could uh, Columbus not so much. Columbus unless they, is, unless they um, is, house them in Indianapolis and they drive those three mile, three hours a day. Dallas could host, host hotels. I feel like Dallas Vegas could. Los Angeles. But LA, California's a mess right now. I mean, they, they, they're. And when things are opening up in yeah. Texas, people are going to yeah. be trying to surround California's, I don't know, man. They, they have too many restrictions. And here's also point. a thing to talk about is say if it is the NHL or the NBA, how are these, how are these guys going to eat? They, they're going to have to like charter things in, make sure everything's clean, everything's proper. The people handling the food, they're going to have to test them it's every single be, time. It's not going to be easy. There's so many things that are going to play a factor into this that it's going to be hard for it. But when it gets here, we're going to be keep refreshing that Twitter feed and figure, hey, we have live sports again. I don't know. It's just I I want things to come back, but I want it to come back in a safe manner. And if that means no fans, so be it. No fans. I'm fine with that. I'd be sitting there and watching some NHL every night. I'm watching Korean baseball. I'm, I'm staying up or even waking up early to watch games in Korea. Did I ever think I was going to do that last year? No. I didn't even know who the hell the KBO was. And now I'm like. You're all about the KBO. I love it. NC Dinos are my team. I'm trying to get some merch right now. It's taking a bit because of the the overseas uh, stuff getting sent here. (laughs) I'm going to wait for about a year to get my NC Dinos stuff. But at one point, I'm going to get it big. Well, you found something in the KBO. Now, my question is, are you going to stay with it? Yes. Let's be honest here, though. I, I like I'm, the KBO too. Don't get me wrong, but if baseball is playing right now, which that's the other sport we'll hit on here in a second, but baseball we still don't know what they're doing. They they can't get on the same page at this point, so we don't know. But if baseball is being played right now, would you still give a rat's ass about the KBO? I think I would. I really do because of the time zones is completely different. I know it's hard to find replays of the games, but I actually found this thing on YouTube that actually gives condensed versions of the games that if I say I do not watch this game, I'll just go back and watch 20 minutes worth of it, get the best highlights of it, and be like, okay, I feel satisfied of this. But Rather, I don't know that I would. That, I, I, I think I would because... I like, I like Major League Baseball I so do much. Too. And they, listen, the KBO gives me... 
it, it, it's like that appetizer, man. I'm all about the main course. Yeah. Appetizers is fine, but give me the steak. But man. you know me. The blooming onion's fine. Give me the steak. Think I watch AAA baseball. Do you think I can? Oh, I do too, though. See, that's the I, and that's the thing with KBO. But that's guys I'm going to see in the pros. Hin, well, this is what Hinjin Ryu said. He said KBO is a AAA plus <clears throat> version compared to Major League Baseball, which I completely agree with. But I'm watching this guy like uh, Sungbum Na that I would never think of being in the major leagues. I didn't even know who he was. When I first saw him the first night that we saw NC Dinos on TV, this dude's a jacked lefty. I, I of course, have to favor the lefties because I am left-handed. <laughs> so I'm thinking this guy is going to make it. I think he would he would have made it if he didn't get a knee injury last season. And if I wouldn't have dived more deep into that, I wouldn't have even known that. And this guy is even with Scott Boris. Bink, we're seeing some – Talented players from the KBO, Hinjin Ryu. We're, we saw um, Eric Thames come back over there. We're Put it on at a normal time Put for it, us. Well, That's it, what matters. It does. So That's the thing with me. I, from what, okay, so the, these these 4 a.m. games. Come day, on, dude. day job. I, I'm downstairs. I, I, you are, downstairs. but nobody else is. I know, but I, that's why I'll watch it. And yes. I, I will watch these replays. Like I'll even listen to I'm, But I'm, they need more the than you, Kramer. They need more of me. I mean, they can't fill a schedule with but a bunch I of also, Kramers. I also do think that it, some sporting event or some TV network needs to pick up the KBO after their contract is done with ESPN because people will mm. – I, I was talking about – People Bob aren't Pesco. watching Major League I, I Baseball about, enough. They're not going to watch that either. I more. mean, never know. They're not. I, I was talking, not. talking about Bob Fesco, and he was like, I wish there was live sports like this yes. every single morning during my morning show. So yeah, but Fesco's done his morning show watching MLB quick pitch highlights, and that satisfies him. So I, I love quick pitch. Me too. But I'm saying, Kramer, with baseball has a hard enough time as it is. That's true. And then they integrate KBO instead of MLB. Mm, not so fast, my friend, as Lee Corso says. I'm still because I make content on my YouTube channel. You could just let, you know oh, we're on a YouTube stuff channel. You get there, Kramer. Some KBO stuff. I even I give you credit. The TV lineup every single week because I know there's people like me that want to watch it. So I'm going to try to give you as much content as possible. And I I'm actually going to be featured on a um, a, a Korean uh, person's YouTube channel that gets like <laughs> thousands and thousands, hundred thousands of views. I don't like Kramer. And like, I, I'm actually surprised and shocked that this guy reached out to me and said, "Hey, I want to put, um, I want you to come, I want you to have, can I show your videos on my channel right here in Center United and States, USA?" And it's some Midwest kid's going to be on a, a Korean thing. I mean, I'm not talking it. Well, I am talking it, but it's not a live recording of us talking with each other. So I don't think he actually knows English, so that's the thing. He knows how to do, use the Google Translate. All right. If we had to rank them now, the, I'd put the NHL ahead of everybody, even the NBA. Even I'd put the NBA. Well, for they, right now. Yeah, for right now, I think the NHL's in the league because they have a plan. Because, yeah, there's no plan for NBA yet. It they, just says we're, we're, it we says have we're a doing location. It. We have a location. So the NHL won. Yeah, for right the now. The NHL jumped to the top this afternoon. Then the NBA. I don't, no, I, but you I, know what? I can't even put the NBA up there yet. You can't. Well, the NFL... Is set. They've already done. The NFL might be ahead of all of them, to be honest with you. I th- and I don't think it's. A, we, I mean, the NFL is an outlier because it's not the season yet. Exactly. So you really but can't is, put them up there. Yet. But they would be because they're set and they said they're going to play. Well, and not only that, but Jamie Pollard, the AD of Iowa State today, and I don't know if you saw it. They're going to allow half capacity, thirty thousand fans because they hold sixty. That's what he said they're going to do. So all twenty-two thousand season ticket holders will get in. They'll sell the additional eight thousand. But they're making sure all their season tickets, they'll probably space them out around the stadium. But there could be NFL teams doing this, too. Oh, yeah. Miami's gonna, tinkered yeah. into it. Miami's trying to figure out ways to get their get butts in the seats because they're, they're, 
they would lose so much money. The NBA's already lost, I think, nine $9 billion. So we can agree that baseball is behind. Oh, the they're, they're, well, they're well behind. And I still hate the fact that we were told two weeks ago that they're going to start voting on things to bring things back, and nothing has happened. I'm getting tired of seeing Jeff Passan on I love Jeff Passan, but I'm getting tired of seeing him on TV saying, Nothing's happened. <laughs> He's like, well, it's the truth. I want to hear. I want to. I, I, I do enjoy Jeff Passan so much. He's probably my favorite sure. in some time on ESPN covering baseball. I'm just getting tired of seeing that. Okay, the MLB players are trying to figure some things out. Still, it's been two weeks later. They are still trying to figure some things out. Now it's between the players wanting to play, um, get paid and of the 50-50 split because there could be a, a cap type thing being enforced because you know the regular MLB, they want the that to happen so they don't have to spend so much money on these players. Yeah. So it's just like a lot of things are happening that could hurt MLB right now. It's what and the, the players strike in 95, that could have almost derailed baseball in completely. Because they don't know what the revenue is going to be. And and if they say, well, we'll prorate it, but we'll say they don't play half the games. Yeah. Well, if they're not playing 81. That's then, then what? Then they're going to prorate anymore. But anyway, Pollard says twenty two thousand season tickets have been renewed before the fall. Any fan who does not resume their, renew their season tickets and make their cycle and club donation by June twelfth will not be provided the opportunity. So they have a timetable for so that. So, so I don't know what they're going to do with the other eight thousand. He says they do not anticipate selling single game tickets. So they probably they'll probably get. A lot more season ticket holders because that'd be the only way into the stadium. It, it would to, to get to that twenty-two to thirty thousand. And th- this actually might bring a jump to people because, like, some people don't want to renew their stuff every single season. Some people just leave it on the auto renewal. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Well, this, this is great, could, but you got to remember, a lot see, of us don't have money. <laughs> you could, yeah, it's true. You can see season ticket prices actually go up. Not season ticket prices, but like people purchasing the season ticket stuff. Those might actually skyrocket a little bit more than they already are right now because people want to go out there and be like, okay. There's football coming. I, 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 I'm down. I, I want this right now yeah. so I can secure my spot. And then you got to think about it. With this pandemic, at some point, we're going to have to treat this like the common, the common cold, the common flu. People are going to be sick. They're going to go out in public because they already do that. Even with the people with the virus right now who don't know they have it are still going out in public right now, which is a scary thing. But we have to take that into consideration of there's going to be a chance that I'm going to go to a game and the person that I have to sit next to might have a, the flu, might have the common flu. Oh, and you. I might get that. And there's a good chance I may not. Well, here's the other thing, too, Kramer. And the leagues are back to fighting the battle, man. And I'll never forget when when they redid Arrowhead Stadium, they put the renovations in. They put the Hall of Fame so you could walk through it. Mm-hmm. Again, the battle between the couch and the stadium. You know, add more, add more views. Atlanta, there's a new stadium. They have a fantasy football. They have, ex- well, in Japan, they call them excite seats. That's where you wear helmets. And they don't have netting, and you wear it. They, they, they cut which out is, part of the net. Just smart. And they put helmets, and they, they charge more for the excited seats. Well, they had seats that rumble. Like, if there's a big hit, it rumbles. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. But they're going to be facing this again because people have started putting multiple TVs up now because they're bored. They've been ordering equipment. They've been putting more TVs in the wall, and they've enhanced their man caves to watch sports. And, and so the viewer at home now is used to this stay-at-home stuff, and they've made the best of it to where it's going to be hard to get people to the stadiums when the home has become so comfortable and economical with food and beer prices. It's going to be a battle once again. Well, because I I do not like – okay, I do enjoy going to a baseball game. I think going to a baseball game live is a lot better than going to an NFL game live. 
because I, cause I, I went to – granted, I'd been to only two football games at Arrowhead Stadium. One was back in 2004 against the, the Atlanta Falcons, which Priest Holmes and everybody else all ran all over that defense in the Atlanta. Then I went to the Raiders and Chiefs game this past season. It was completely cold, frigid. I think we left by the fourth quarter because it was, I think, 9-40 to 40 at that time. So I was like, oh, there's no way that the Raiders are going to come back. It was awesome seeing some of the things. But I get a better presentation listening to Tony Romo and Jim Nance call on CBS while I am at home bundled up. Heck, I, I even might be eating my nachos. I... I probably made that cost me a total of maybe four bucks to make rather than me getting a thing of nachos at a game that's like $15, and if I wanted a drink, that's another 20 So it's like that's ridiculous. I don't want to – there's these perks of staying at home, watching it. Like, And I, if it's for football, that's what I'm doing. If hey, it's no for baseball, parking. I'm going to the park. No parking, no lines at the bathroom. The only thing is – and Arrowhead's created an environment that you want to be there. That's, like, that's true. one of the, it's one that's of the few, why I wanted to go. It's one of the few places that you want to be there. And Kaufman, you and I have talked about it doing virtual baseball. How much like whenever there's a nice day, you, like you can smell that fresh cut grass. You don't and you to. want to be like baseball's one of those two that's more enjoyable at the stadium. It it's is. True. No, it is. It, it's, it's a good it's the best radio sport as well, but football you can't enjoy on television. But in, it's good to go to an environment, but the NHL Go to the games. Go to the it's games, just a yes. better NASCAR. I believe is a better experience when you're at the track. So, and I think NBA is better at home. Yeah, I think it's I've, more I've, sports. I've never been to an NBA game though. That's the thing. I feel like it's better at home because I'm getting all these tidbits and stats that I don't want to keep looking up at the big jumbo scrum while <laughs> I'm a, as it's just uh, strolling up there. Like, oh, he's got this, he's got that. How about I'm watching this at home? I can pull the stats up on my phone and watch it that way rather than try to miss some action while I'm there live. I, I I just wish sports would come back here quick, and some sports that probably will not come back quick is the XFL, as we were seeing reports last week that the XFL probably was going to make be bought back by Vince, but he ended up shutting that down. I wish somebody would be a buyer of the XFL because there's a good chance that this is some great football that should have stuck in around for the next 15 to 20 years because it was doing so good at its time, but then this pandemic just said, I'm just going to hit the hammer on this, and we're going to close for good. I'm one of those that like the XFL. Um, yeah, I, I felt it was going to work. Kramer, they had the hard part out of the way, and that's getting games on the main channels, Fox yes. and ESPN that's and huge. ABC and Fox Sports 1. I mean, that was the biggest thing that it's not online, that's on main television. That was the draw. Um, I've always said this, Kramer, I, I wish someone would buy it, but is it a cash trap or not? They really need the support of the National Football League. They need to become a developmental league. And I always thought that Canadian Football League would be a good minor league system for the NFL. If they change things like no vertical motions, you know. But there's also a lot of rules for the Canadian Don't have 20-yard end zones. Go. Yeah, I would change some of the rules. And they'd probably be willing to do it if it was Americanized and on oh, yeah. regular channels. And you were getting support of NFL players and practice squads on the roster. If, if, if teams were signed, certain teams, I think it would help it. But the NFL, I look at saying they need to – and a lot of people thought the AAF was part of NFL because it was on NFL Network in the beginning. Yeah. No yeah. affiliation. And the more I think about it, it's like why would the NFL want to dabble in minor leagues? I mean, if they could be yeah. absolved of insurance and everything else, maybe. But the bottom line is right now college football – Especially the SEC that's led in draft picks over the last 10 years. That's the minor leagues. It is. They don't have to pay for two as hip. No. Alabama does. And they don't have to pay for insurance, don't have to pay the players. That is the farm system. 
It's primarily Division One. Yes, some Division Two guys get drafted, but essentially your pool, uh, 266 guys, I think, were drafted this year. It's always with the comp picks, 264 to 266, 267. But that's the pool, and they don't pay for it. Nope. So why would they pay for it? Not like that. I mean, if they wanted some of that TV money that's in there, but and I don't, I don't think they want to hurt college football. They don't want guys to play two years in college football, then bounce like a clown and bounce to this developmental league for 500 k like you're seeing in the NBA with guys jumping to the G League and everything else early mm-hmm. or going and playing overseas instead of college basketball. I don't think they want that. The XFL, I think, was going to make it. I think it was, too. I think this is bad time and placement for it. I, I truly believe the, the, the virus hurt this league. Well, obviously it did. Yeah, it They're in bankruptcy. Yes. But um, I, I think the XFL should be known for not folding on its own, but folding from extraneous circumstances where they're out of their control. And that's something that they can pride themselves for because the first time it happened, they just didn't have the money for it because nobody was wanting to really watch it. Ratings were down. They kind of screwed over SNL in the first time of the, the go-around. But I think the XFL had a chance, and as you mentioned, that maybe some people want a development league. Maybe this, say if it's like Jadavion Clowney doesn't get signed at all this type of season, would have say he say he went to the XFL, he wouldn't have done that. But say he went there, then he, then people are going to figure out like, oh, he had 20 sacks here, but that was against an offensive line that's not good, or it's a, a not a NFL caliber type of thing. Granted, I do believe some XFL teams could beat say. LSU or Alabama because those are those guys that are the in-between stages of from college to pro. They just didn't make it enough to pro, but they're better than they were than they were in college. So they were still I still believe they were able to beat said LSU or said Alabama. It would have been a close game compared to saying if it was who was the, the, the worst team last year. Uh, the, the, say if it was the Bengals versus LSU. Bengals would have completely destroyed sure. LSU. But I'm not trying to go bring that the topic of saying like But the oh, quality of football is better because it, it was. Eight guys made NFL rosters from the AAF. And they got some good contracts. Well, there's no, gonna no, be there's gonna be fifty players. guys on rosters from the XFL. Yes. Hell, the Steelers signed five players from the XFL. They actually might start. The Chiefs have their backup quarterback. They've I think Tiamu's gonna beat out He's Chad Henning. I think so too. From the XFL, from the St. Louis Battlehawks. So it was poised to make it. Um, it's unfortunate because I do think there's – in Kansas City was high in the ratings. Even though there was no oh, team yeah. here, they were high in See, the ratings. We were, we were kind of – me you and I were kind of pulling for a team to it's come It's thirst for football, man. Play it over at uh, at Sporting's uh, – over at their field. Because, I mean, a, a soccer field for the yeah. XFL is perfect. It worked great for Division Two football. It, they it, had it over there. It was. It was actually – I wish I would have went to that game, but I was working at Chick-fil-A at the time. I went to the Northwest game over there, the snow the, game. The snow game. I wish I would have went there. I To be honest, I wish, but I was working, so I really couldn't get out of there. Plus, I think oh. I'd been, like, frozen the entire time. I wasn't also working it for – um, uh, our media up there at Northwest, which Northwest, great school, by the way, for media, if, you, if you're looking for that, one of those. Um, As but, is Pitt State. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we won't go there. <laughs> so with the XFL, they had this thing called the Sky Judge. In the NFL, it might, you know, just a little bit of test of having the Sky Judge. It wouldn't be the first time that the NFL has pulled something away from the XFL to, like, saying, oh, you guys perfected this. How about we tinker with it, and then we'll make it our own, and we'll say, oh, we were the first ones to do it. I think the the sky judge will come. Troy Vincent uh, came out today from the NFL and said we made a mistake with this replay rule. But oh, you, you, they'll vote on Thursday. The owners will vote on this Thursday. You know what? Do it. Use the technology available. I mean, I've been a fan of instrumenting the pylon cam inside officiating. Not only that, Kramer, you know me. I'm a fan of putting a camera on the first down marker, on the sticks. Yeah. So you can see right down the line. 
So I'm all for technology and the use of this. They said if this didn't pass, in preseason football, you might see an extra official being assigned to the games. So you see that extra official if they don't go with the sky judge. But that's only one of the two things on the docket, that and then the fourth down rule. I do like the sky judge because they need this. Uh, they they need it. They should have had that a while back. Make they, it accurate because once the AAF kind of implemented it, it's a big, that's that's the first that was the first one to actually done it. I think that's when the NFL should have taken that because what they did the the pass interference rule that they just okay we're not reviewing those anymore. We, we that was that one season because of our mistake with the Saints and Rams game. That was our screw up. Yeah, we should have owned it. We didn't. Okay, now we have the sky judge. We have that now. It's taken them two seasons to get this guy judge in. And it may not even pass. That's the thing. That's the sad part. If they the- did it right. In the XFL let the AAF fail. Because they didn't jump right into it. AAF went way too early. I think AAF- The XFL sat in the weeds, hoping this was going to happen to them, fold, and boom, they became the only thing. Mm-hmm. And they took the technology. I did. There's so much things in football that can be technology. They've been working on a deal over in Europe. It's about putting the computer chip in the football. Where you have the goal line with the computer chip so you can actually see if the ball went across. However, it still takes the human eye because you have to determine when the knee went down. Mm-hmm. And I think you should put knee pad sensors. I think you should censor up everything that you can. I'm for the pylon cam. If- I'm for the first down marker cam. I am for making this thing accurate. But you got to be careful how you're doing it because there's still the human element because you have to determine when that knee is down and that ball crosses the I goal. Thought, I just thought of this: if you can put sensors on players batting uh, for the Astros, you think I think you can put knee pad sensors well, on the thing. Big 12's already doing it. Yeah. College football's already doing it. They have pet, they have sensors all over your pads. There are play there, there are coaches that can go and see where linebackers were in play every time they were in the field. That's how you, you can't hide no. because they're watching your every movement where you were on the field because you're. You're that's, graphed up. That's even a better way to even watch film. Like you can just see that. Also, you're graphed uh, up. MLB proposal. This is just breaking pretty much. Uh, the proposal that it includes pay cuts for the highest paid players, which I doubt that's going to fly. Mm-mm. We're not going to see. I bet you think we're not going to see baseball this year here in the, over in the states. Uh, but that just came out just as a few minutes. So hey, we got some more breaking news on this podcast. Oh, this is you know we had good news. And we had some bad news. That's bad news right there. You and I could be simulating for a while, my friend. So, yeah, and honestly, Bink, I would not mind that. It, I, granted, yeah, it's two hours that I probably could be doing something else with, but there's nothing else I would have wanted to do besides, you know, do some simulated baseball with the Royals. Um, the fourth, passing's all over that. The fourth and 15th rule on the own 25 instead of getting rid of the onside kicks. I'm a kicker guy. I don't like this. Uh, I think, I, granted, there's only you can do it twice per game. I think if you're a team... Say if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, who can easily do this, Patrick Mahomes can do a third down and 30 and still convert a first down on that type of play. Yeah, granted, it's a fourth down, though, so there's more stakes to be raised. If you're the Chiefs and this does pass, if you score a touchdown, you better do this your first time because you can easily get up 14 to nothing really quick and you can hold the ball the entire first quarter and you're up 14 to nothing. That's huge. Well, let's look at this rule. In 2017... Rule said kickoff team must have at least four players on each side of the ball. So you could have four over here, and you could have six on the other side, and then the kicker. New rule, kickoff team must have five players on each side of the ball. Now, this rule, because teams that line up six players on each side of the ball and four on the other, under the current rule, but they can't move. So 
2017, teams got five yards behind the line of scrimmage. New rule, they can't line up for more than one yard from the line of scrimmage, so it eliminates the running starts. Now, here's the breakdown on these things as far as how they happened. And you look at going forward on fourth down and what it means. Um, the onside kick recovery rate was 7.5% in 2018. So new rule goes in 70. or um, It drops. It, it dropped um, 7.5%. The year before, 21.7 in 2017 when you got the running start. In 2019, the onside rate went up to 12.5%, 7 out of 56. But that's because of uh, the Falcons kicker, Young Hoku. They converted two in one game. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, something that is extremely and, prevalent. It wasn't the highest back in like 2012 or 2013 was it Pat McAfee being able to do it. Like, you can just do it. It's like. A squirrel finding nuts always, and he was a person that would keep doing it. He always found that nut of trying to get the recovery. He also did one in the – didn't he do one in, like, I guess someone did it in the Super Bowl to where he recovered his own. I think it was Pat, but it wasn't in the Super Bowl. It was, like, probably some week 13 or 14 game. AAF did something similar to this. But the XFL did something similar to this. Yeah. As, as their onside kick was converting it on 4th and 15 – I think it was a 35 instead of 25 because they wanted a big more chance because they wanted to have the element of more football. They don't want the, the time of kicking the field, kicking it down the field and kneeing it. But that's, that's a regular kickoff. But then, yeah, kickoff, the onside kicks are so unsuccessful, but it's the element of surprise that I think that should be the most uh, – is the best part about it. Well, here's the ratio of teams going forward on 4th and 15. 2019, only 2 of 7, 20 points. Point six, only two successful fourth and fifteens. Two thousand fifteen to two thousand nineteen, only seven successful attempts. Now you've seen Mahomes' numbers on third and fifteen and longer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're he's amazing. He's got three touchdowns. He's twelve of sixteen. He's the biggest outlier here. He's, he's I I hate how good he is because he's amazing. The Mahomes rule. Yeah, this is what this could be the call. The Mahomes rule. To be honest, fourth down to fifteen, the Chiefs could do this two out of two times, and I think they can do it. If you don't do this at least once per game and you're a team, the uh, it's like I'm analytically based. And then in camp, the Jets just lost 12 of 16 for 255 and 3 on third and 15 or longer in the regular season. Oh, gosh. That's, uh, that's scary. Even Andy Reid, when he was talking about it, you know, he's old school. He's old school, but, but yet he like, understands what he has. He's like, <laughs> you're Andy Reid, you're, you're, you're sitting back, you're just like, you know what? I think uh, we've won some more games this way. We might go undefeated this year, which is a good chance they might. Hmm. For this role, if you're the Chiefs, they can score. They can get four touchdowns in a quarter. They can get 28 points. They've done it twice. Hmm. They've done it twice. One during regular season week two against the Raiders, and then against the Texans in the, in the playoffs. They've done it twice. What makes you think that they can put five touchdowns up on the board? Yeah. Because they have a they, Bink, they could put six in one quarter. You know what? I'm old school. I like the old, old onside kick rule better. But yeah, they're not going back to that. I hate the new one. I'd rather do fourth and fifteen than the new onside. Yeah, no, I agree. I'd rather have this than last. But year's I'd rather go back April. to 2017 and before. To be honest with you, I, I yeah, I do the onside kick. You're, I'm all for that. Have, you have kickers for a reason. You have a punter for a reason. Yeah, use them. You. Uh, I'll tell you what. Thing. Kickers. I think honestly, being a punter or a kicker in the NFL. Well, a punter in the NFL, if you're good at it, you can make so much money. Um, like, be a snapper. 
they make some, that's the thing too with the rules. You can't run on the snapper anymore. So they're just there just yeah, chucking it back there. That's all they're it's doing. One of the greatest professions where there's there's come some pressure with it though. You better get yeah, you that perfect on those kicks. Yeah. But if you're an NFL player and you are a long snapper, a backup quarterback, and a punter, you're getting paid. Third string quarterback's probably the best. The Tyler Bray of the world. <laughs> you're right. Paid over thirty million in his career. And how many games? Or thir- three, three, how many passes? Or three, three, not thirty million, three or four million. That's Chase Daniel that has. Uh, but Tyler Bray just played in, uh, like in Denver where he fumbled and stuff right. in regular That's season. Right. Yeah. So this is the part we kind of like went down through all of our notes and got yeah. everything talked about. If we have comments or questions, we do. We do. We do. You got a question up here right now from Doctor Soup underscore MD Matt on Twitter says all time favorite and least favorite sports uniforms and why. Okay, that's a good question. Then. You want to start with least favorite? You go. Least I'll do my least favorite after you. Okay, so my least favorite sports uniform of all time. Oh, this. Um, okay, you probably we're probably agreeing with it because it's those Back to the Future uniforms. I love harassing me about the Royals the, with the the yellow sleeves, the the blue thing. Those uniforms are god. Awful, but that but, was temporary. I know, but those those are uniforms that okay. So we're going with the regular main set uniforms. Well, you go with that whatever you want. That's so, fine. That's, that's a good that's one. That's an ultimate, ultimate. Those were terrible. Those are, those are bad. But I like harassing you saying they're amazing because I granted I <laughs> they were honestly very unique. All right, feel me on this. What's up? Nineteen seventy six White Sox Ugh. wearing shorts. Yeah, okay. that in my yeah, opinion was the worst uniform ever because. It wasn't the colors. There's been some bad uniforms. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I hated those Utah Jazz thought, ones back in 98 when Jordan played the Jazz. The, the yellow, with, with, yellow with, with, the, with the mountains the on them. Because mountains. those mountains didn't look like mountains. No. Terrible. Is there even mountains in Utah? I think yes. Right. There are. Okay. They had, they've had the Winter Olympics in Utah. Okay. Yeah, okay. You're there, right. There's mountains in Utah. But back in 04. Those, okay. those shorts, terrible. Terrible. Why would you yeah. do yeah, it? No. They were the worst, in my opinion. Okay. 76 White those, Sox, and it's not close. Those, okay, I completely forgot about those. Yeah, those are pretty bad. Um, if there's another one, um, the Islanders, when they had, like, the, their logo was different, and it was just ugly. I it was, like, that was probably, like, The Canucks the had some bad ones, too. Yeah, Canucks were pretty bad. Um, is there a best one on there as well? Yeah, it says, what's your favorite? Oh, man. Okay, so this is, I love... The St. Louis Cardinals Saturday uniforms oh, to where it's the that's off fade white. It has the the red piping. Oh my gosh! I I wish I could be their home uniform forever. And I, I I love that uniform. I granted I'm a Cardinals fan, so it makes sense that way. But eh, I do like the 03 Royals uniforms back in the day. Oh, um, uh, with the the black uh, undershirts and everything. I did like that too. I'm a traditionalist. My favorites or anybody that keeps it. Simple Alabama, you know. Uh, I love Michigan's. Uh, I love Michigan's. Alabama, uh, Penn State, Nebraska. Yes, you can have all the uniform changes you want. Give me the old school. How about the Chiefs, man? They kept it the same. Surprised you didn't go silver and black. You know what? Silver and black's pretty good, but at times it's basic. I love it, but at times it gets a little bit too much. I'm just thinking more outside the box. Michigan Wolverines. Any uniform they have is absolutely amazing. I love the helmets with the clashing with the dark blue shirts, the white, yellow pants, or even what they go with all yellow highlighter yellow in their um, in their basketball uniforms. Completely amazing. But yeah, that's actually a great question. All time at least. Looks like the number on the side of the helmet. Uh, I mean, for like I say, Alabama. Mm-hmm. 
it's cool. I like it. It makes it more unique. I'm guessing you get to keep your helmet at the end of your career. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm not 100% sure. I have, I have never played football in my life. I kind of wish I had. I played football, but not football. So I, I, I'm not. it's not for me. I, I don't like it. Give me the numbers on the side of the helmet. Give me Alabama for my favorite. Okay. I like that. Worst, give me the White Sox. 76. No shorts in baseball. Yeah, those are terrible. All right, uh, so this is the part of every single time. Ask questions that way. Either if it's you tweet it at us, put it in the comment section here on YouTube. But that will do it here on the pound. Bink, one down, many more to come. Pound. Pound it, baby. Oops, hit my computer. <laughs> Probably broke it. Uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, do what you need to do. Have a good one.